I want you to be so ridiculously honest with yourself from a place of love and grace for yourself because it's just really helpful to know how you are thinking of this individual. If you are telling yourself that you are thinking of them as a person with ob- with objectives and needs and desires and wants, but you're actually seeing them as a barrier or you're seeing them as someone that you can manipulate, then you're not going to be able to show up the way that you need to because you're not being honest with yourself about how you're actually seeing them. Hey, I'm Chelsea. I'm a professional mentor and coach, and I believe that your biggest goals and your wildest dreams can come true through small and simple changes. Follow along and let me show you how you can grow by degree. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Grow by Degree podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. If you are new, welcome. And uh, if you're not following me on Instagram yet, please go and give me a follow. It is at the Grow by Degree podcast on Instagram. So um, I'm starting to post some reels there and it's about to get real fun and maybe a little embarrassing and it's going to be great. So um, today I want to teach you how to fight fair. This is something I'm really excited to talk about because I am conflict management obsessed. I just love thinking about conflict management and practicing it. I love analyzing it and researching it and studying it. And I would say that I'm a self-proclaimed expert. So I'm excited to share. So I want you to take a minute to really think about how you feel about conflict and how you respond to it. And I want you to do this with a lens or through a lens that is non-judgmental. I want you to increase your understanding of yourself. And that's really hard to do if we judge ourselves. So just take that judgmental hat off, put on the curiosity hat, and I want you to think of how you genuinely respond to conflict. And take note, do you dig into it? Do you fight back? Do you avoid it? Do you run away or want to run away? Do you freeze? Or do you go along with whatever people are saying for it to end? How do you respond to conflict, specifically in our interpersonal relationship? I'm talking about like an argument (laughs) or a fight or what might seem like it's going to be a fight. Okay. How you respond is going to be a safety mechanism for you. Because when we're confronted with conflict, we want to protect ourselves because it feels very violating. (laughs) It feels like a violation of our safety, a violation of our space, especially if we're not expecting it. Sometimes you're the one doing the confronting. Maybe you are bringing the conversation to the table. And I want you to think about that decision and how that makes you feel. Like if there is a, maybe a conversation, a difficult conversation that you need to have with somebody, I want you to think about that. Like how would you bring that up? How do you typically bring it up? Do you avoid it? Do you 
Do you actually instigate the conversation? What do you do in the face of conflict? And it's just good to know because you can't really help yourself effectively if you are not aware out of love and kindness to yourself, by the way. If you don't increase the aware- your awareness around what you currently do, it's really hard to address it. <laughs> so really gain that awareness around how you approach conflict. Okay, so I want to teach you a strategy and it actually is an acronym and it rhymes. <laughs> so here's the cheesy plug, fight fair with bear, B-E-A-R. And this is an acronym. I wanted it to rhyme because I really want it to like stick in your brain because sometimes when we get in conflict, I don't know if you're like me, but we might plan all these things that we want to say and the way in which we want to show up. And we get there and it all goes out the window because what happens is our emotions kind of bubble up and we just It's almost like you're swimming in emotions and then logic kind of leaves. And I'm actually going to address how to handle that. But um, so I want it to be something that you could quickly remember. And I also wanted it to be, I really, I also really love that it's bear, B-E-A-R, because when we are afraid, like when we see a bear in the forest, our trauma responses are triggered, right? And it's similar when we have conflict, right? Fight, flight freeze, and even just going along with it. So when we face conflict, it feels like we have run into a bear. Our body has the same response (laughs) because our safety feels violated. So, okay, fight fair with bear. I'm going to teach you the acronym bear. And this is going to be really awesome and helpful for you to remember when you run into conflict. First one, B, the B in bear. That stands for brain. Because when you're in conflict, the very most important thing that you can even do is consider your own mindset. So let's say you have a difficult conversation that you would like to generate or you need to address something. So you are instigating the conversation. If you were to prepare for that conversation, and I were to give you one piece of advice, it would be to focus on your mindset. Because where I could sit here and teach you a million communication skills. (laughs) I could teach you so many communication skills that would like really sound pretty and professional and like the smartest way to say things. But when emotions take over in an argument or a difficult conversation, those skills are very difficult to remember. Like I said, we lose logic and our emotions get really heavy. If we can focus on having a good, healthy mindset, and I want to break that down in just a minute, then we don't have to rely on the skills. The skills actually tend to come very naturally. I'm 100% confident of that. (laughs) So if there's even just one thing that you can take from this episode, it is that mindset is the most important thing. Your brain, what is going on in your brain and getting your head in a good space if you can. So what does that look like? The first thing I want you to consider is how you are viewing the other person. 
Are you viewing them as a barrier, someone keeping you from your goal, someone keeping you from what you want in life, someone keeping you from your needs? Is that person a barrier in your head? Is that person a barrier in your life? Or is that person an object? Like, is that a person that you are trying to manipulate to get what you want? Or are you seeing them as a person with like their own needs and their own wants and their own desires? Again, I want you to be so ridiculously honest with yourself from a place of love and grace for yourself because it's just really helpful to know how you are thinking of this individual. If you are telling yourself that you are thinking of them as a person with ob- with objectives and needs and desires and wants, but you're actually seeing them as a barrier or you're seeing them as someone that you can manipulate, then you're not going to be able to show up the way that you need to because you're not being honest with yourself about how you're actually seeing them. So let me tell you a story. When I was in my very first big girl job, we had a smaller office of like about seven or eight of us. And there was a coworker that I had who it felt like every time I tried to do something, she didn't like it. And my role was actually to kind of change things up. I was hired to improve processes. I was hired to remove old processes and kind of update and modify them to fit our current needs, okay? And this individual had created the previous processes when she was in the role that I was in. So it was almost felt like an attack on her when I came in to update those processes. So I felt like she, every time I tried to do something, (laughs) she resisted it, she resented it, and I felt like she resented me. And so I really wanted to have a conversation. And I read a book called The Outward Mindset by the Arbinger Institute. They dive into this mindset stuff. Um, Anyway, so I read that book and they talked about how you see people. Do you see them as an obstacle? Do you see them as an object? Or do you see them as a person? And I read the book in like a day, like the day before (laughs) I was supposed to have this conversation with her. And we were also there with like the HR director and uh, like and my supervisor. So, well, our supervisor, we shared a supervisor. So I read the book and I had a very powerful aha moment. And that was, she was absolutely in my mind, an obstacle, a hundred percent. She was an obstacle in my mind because I felt like I had the, <laughs> I had the belief that every time I tried to do something, she was going to stop it. And once I recognized that, I could start to try and think of her differently. I tried to think of her as a person with objectives and needs and wants. And that's when I realized, oh my goodness, she sees me as a threat because I am doing the, I'm doing things to what she did. I'm, I'm threatening her value, her add to the office, just by the nature of my position. And while what I was doing wasn't personal to her, She took it that way. So of course she was going to resist me and resent me and and try to stop me because I was threatening her value and her ad 
to the T. Once I had that realization, I went to that meeting, which I was terrified of. (laughs) And I sat down and she cried for two hours. She talked the entire time. I was the one who wanted the meeting. I had all sorts of things that I wanted to say, but I just focused on seeing her as a person with needs and wants and objectives and value. And by just that simple tweak in my brain, I felt emotionally grounded. I felt, even though she insulted me or tried to insult me, I felt confident and comfortable. It's okay that she had emotions. And I was so glad that she felt like she could share them with me and that she could process them and feel them. And she was just going through a lot. (laughs) And it had nothing, honestly, it had nothing to do with me, I don't think. After going through that conversation, it wasn't me. (laughs) And, you know, we, we were able to have an effective conversation. We were able to talk. We were able to resolve some of these issues. And ultimately, it turned out much better. It turned out much, much better than had we not. But if I had gone to that conversation, seeing her as an obstacle, I would never have been able to actually understand or listen to what was actually going on. And I don't think it would have been as effective. I naturally used accurate and effective communication skills because I worked on my mindset beforehand. And it just came more naturally because I saw her as a person. The bee and bear is for brain. Before you go, if you can, (laughs) if you have the opportunity to prepare for conflict, Revisit in your mind how you are seeing this person. If you are seeing them as a person with objectives and needs and values, or are you seeing them as an object, something that can be moved or something that can be manipulated or something that is getting in the way? Gain some awareness around that. Try to move yourself to seeing them more as a person. And that will guide you to communicate effectively and resolve the conflict in a fair way, in your head especially. Number two, the E. The E stands for emotions. And I would even say fully, I want what I want you to think of when you think of the E in bear is really prioritizing emotions. I learned this with my toddlers because toddlers are their job is to process emotions when my toddlers are having a big emotion it is ineffective for me to teach them logically or explain something when they are emoting when they are screaming crying kicking throwing things the things that toddlers do when they experience big emotions it's ineffective I can, I can tell them all sorts of logic, but it's, it doesn't translate to them. It does not, they do not learn it. <laughs> so what is my job as a parent when they are experiencing a lot of emotions? My job as a parent is to coach them through that emotion and to teach them and to validate them. My job is, is to validate their emotions So if my child is kicking and screaming and yelling, I want to, in my head, get to a place where I'm like, okay, 
my my child is a person with needs what are their needs what are they feeling like how are they how are they feeling right now what emotion are they processing is it anger and if it's anger i ask them hey buddy are you feeling really angry right now you seem very angry are you feeling angry oh my goodness yes it makes so much sense that you're angry yeah being angry can be so hard being angry can be so rough. So, <laughs> validating emotions. Now, does that translate to an adult? No, it doesn't sound the same way. Like, if somebody is yelling and mad at you, you may not, they might, it may not be taken the right way. If you're like, hey, buddy, <laughs> it might just make them more mad. But if you can validate and, and really get to it, maybe even a, a deeper emotion. Like, instead of anger, maybe it's more betrayal. Maybe it's disappointment. If you can, out of your curiosity in your own brain, try to imagine what emotion they're feeling. Or even, you can even ask them, like, hey, like, is this, I just really want to know. I want to know where your head's at right now, how you're feeling. Like, are you feeling really disappointed? Are you feeling angry? Because... Those emotions are going to translate differently and sometimes they all seem like anger (laughs) or they all seem or we use anger to kind of cover them up. But if you can get to the root of the emotion and really treat it before you hit logic, then the logic is going to translate better. So let's use a marital dispute as an example. Okay, so you are getting ready for bed and your spouse comes into the room. Honey, I am so sick of being the one who has to clean the bathroom every single time. Honestly, every time I go in there, it just really bugs me. I'm the only one that ever cleans anything in this house. I'm the only one who's thinking of it. And I am just, I'm sorry, but like I am going insane. This is driving me nuts. Okay. You've been confronted in a very big way. So first thing you're going to do is you're probably going to feel some fight, flight, or freeze type of response because your safety feels violated. So I want you to just push pause on that because that that response is natural and normal, but we don't have to respond to it. So take a breath. Take a breath. You don't have to do anything yet. Okay, first step. You might feel all sorts of resistance to what you've been accused of. You might have the thought, hold on. I'm the only one that does the dishes. I'm the only one that cleans out the cars. Okay, like maybe I don't think of the bathroom, but I do a ton of stuff around here. I do a lot, right? You might start to go there (laughs) and you might have a very good logical response to this partner of yours. And trust me, I want to give you an opportunity to share it, but it's not going to do any good until you're able to address the emotion. Now, first of all, we want to go back to our very first step, which is your mindset. Right now, you probably are seeing your partner as an obstacle or an object, right? So something that is getting you, getting in your way, someone that is keeping you from doing what you want to do, which might be going to bed, (laughs) You want to lay down, you want to go to sleep, and this was just presented to you out of the blue. 
Okay, so you are seeing them right now as an object, as an obstacle that's keeping you from what you want to do. Take a breath, okay? Let's try and see them as a person with needs. Okay, this is my spouse who has some needs. I wonder what they are. So first we're going to treat the emotion, right? Oh my goodness, honey, you seem very upset. Please tell me more. That's all you have to say. (laughs) Tell me more. And I promise you they will. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. It's just, I'm just so frustrated. I'm just, it's so overwhelming to have to clean the house all the time. I have to be the one to think about it all the time. I just get so overwhelmed. Okay. Ooh. If they've told you their emotion, that's really amazing. Because now you know what's going on. This isn't about the bathrooms at this point. This is about being overwhelmed. And that has nothing to do with you. (laughs) Right? This is just the emotion that this person is feeling. And that's just really good for you to know. Okay? Because first, now we know we got to treat overwhelm. Oh my goodness, honey. Well, we don't even have to treat it. We just have to validate it. Oh my gosh. That sounds so overwhelming. And if you want, you can even say, tell me more. (laughs) Tell me more. Oh, well, work has just been so hard and uh, it's just like a lot to balance work and the kids and school and all this stuff. And cleaning is just like one more thing and I just feel so icky in there and I just, oh, man, oh my goodness, that is so overwhelming. Okay, now you're at a place where you've, instead of increased the intensity of the of the the discussion right because if if this person approached you and you responded with logic it's just going to heighten emotions even more right so now you've kind of diffused the emotions because feeling validated and heard is one of the most valuable things in any relationship and you've just validated and heard your partner now you have needs too right? You need some validation too, right? So let's talk about how we get to that next step of now your needs and resolving for those. This falls under the A portion of our acronym, which in the, in the acronym BEAR, and that is authenticity. Being authentic. Telling the whole truth. Okay, so you've diffused the situation. We can keep going with this conversation, right? You've diffused the situation. Now it's time for you to address your needs, okay? Because everyone's feeling a little bit safer. (laughs) So it's time for you to bring up your needs. Um, And I also want to explain this, by the way, when you are generating the, the discussion as well. So how do you discuss your needs without invalidating their needs. That's that's something that we want to make sure that we do. We want to, if we're going to fight fair, all needs are valid. Okay. So you might say something like this, like, hey, honey, I know it's been so overwhelming for you. And I'm just, I'm sorry that's been the case. You know, I, I honestly feel like I'm pulling my weight around here. Notice how I'm not agreeing right away. I don't have to agree. You can have differing opinions. Like, it's fine. I'm not telling you that you have to agree with everything that's being presented to you. You can just say, you know, I don't know if I agree with that. And 
honestly, it, it feels invalidating for me to hear that because I just, I feel like I'm doing a lot too. Now, you can't control the other person. They may or may not validate your emotions, <laughs> right? Like they may not and that's okay because we're going to go in and we're not going to expect anything from the other person because you just can't, you can't control them. All you can control is yourself, right? And you control can control how you're fighting fair, right? So you can do some self-validation. Like you actually don't need another person to validate how you feel. You can actually validate yourself. Like it's true. I actually do feel like I'm doing enough. So back in the conversation. So here's like, I'm happy to help, but you know, I'm kind of like, (laughs) I'm kind of feeling overwhelmed too. I've been like cleaning out, like I'm the only one cleaning out the cars and I do the dishes every night. And um, I'm, I'm also taking care of the kids. Like, I'm totally down to work out a solution because, you know, we're both, it sounds like we're both probably overwhelmed. All right. That's one version of the truth, right? That's you telling the truth. Now, if that even feels like a little tricky, I would even invite you to tell the entire truth, like even dig further into the whole truth. Like, you know, I feel it's really difficult for me to say because I don't want to take away from your emotions too. And I don't want you to not, like, I don't want to invalidate how you're feeling. But I also, like, I also kind of am hoping to be validated for my work too because I feel like I've been doing a lot too. Like, I think both of us, how we are feeling is a lot. And, um... And so this, this, and this is really hard for me to say. When I say tell the whole truth, like there's the, the facts, like your logic that you want to share, but there's also the story in your head around it. Like, like I, let's just rewind and start this argument over. Like, and let's say you're the person who's cleaning the bathrooms a lot. If you were to approach your partner in a way where you are seeing them, as a person with needs, right? You've addressed your emotions and you're mindful of theirs. You might show up more authentically by saying, like by approaching it this way, like, hey, honey, okay. There's something I want to share with you and it's kind of difficult for me to say and I'm not going to lie, I'm a little frustrated, but I don't want it to come across the wrong way. So um, I'll just tell you, like I've just been feeling a little overwhelmed and, and a big part of that is, like, the bathrooms. Like, every time I go in the bathroom, it's so gross. And I just have the thought, like, I feel like I'm the only one who has to, like, whoever thinks about cleaning the bathroom. And um, and that feels frustrating to me because I don't even really like cleaning the bathroom. Like, so I just, I wish that responsibility was shared a little bit more. Telling the whole truth is telling your truth and also, like, maybe your story in your head around it. Like, how, how you're feeling. Honey, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really frustrated right now. I'm feeling very frustrated and a little overwhelmed. And it has to do with the bathrooms and like (laughs) cleaning them. And I just, I I think I'm the only one who's thinking about it. And that is just really frustrating to me. That uh, it seems like it's always falling on my plate. So I don't want to attack you. But I also really would like to have a discussion on what 
we ought to do about that. That sounds a little bit better than the big, huge accusation. Um, because you are telling your whole truth, not just the logic, right? So even when you are bringing the conversation up, even when you are instigating this difficult conversation, you telling your whole truth is making it easier for that person to know what actually to address, like what's actually at stake. So I would say this is also advocating for your needs, sharing your needs in a way that's kind and loving and respectful. So you've had an argument. Now, now sometimes it gets a little more heated. Sometimes we don't pause and we don't think about what we should be thinking and feeling and saying and validating. Um, this is a skill to learn. <laughs> it's something to learn, right? But maybe you did say some things that were hard. Maybe you did say some things that were unkind that you wish that you hadn't. Maybe you messed up there and maybe they did too. So the last part of our acronym, the R in the word bear, stands for repair. Because to me, it is extremely dangerous to have conflict that is left unresolved. And sometimes conflict is left like where you still disagree with each other. That's not what I'm talking about. You might leave that discussion having, having different opinions. You might leave that discussion feeling a little hurt, um, offended, and like you are maybe even violated, right? So this last portion is really, really important. Sometimes when that happens, we depend heavily on the other person to repair it. Um, they, I'm not going to talk to them until they say sorry. I am not going to talk to them because I know if I do, they're not going to recognize the magnitude of how they hurt me. So I'm going to avoid them or I'm going to be passive aggressive to them or whatever, right? This is something that we do as humans. Or maybe you were able to agree, but you're still just feeling really hurt and uh, things were said that, you know, you didn't enjoy. It's so important to have, just give yourself grace at the end of any one of those heavy arguments. Because sometimes when you leave those arguments, you might feel a lot of shame for things that you said or did. And you might feel also hurt by things that they said and did. And taking a minute to recognize regardless of where you are, recognize your value and your worth. Worth, your worth is never on the table. It's never up for discussion. It just is. It doesn't matter what you've said or done. Like, you just have it. It's a gift to you, right? You just have worth. So, so when you go back and make repair, I want you to first make repair with yourself. You can't make repair in an argument if you're still feeling hurt. Hurt people will hurt people. Like, it's okay to feel hurt, but you've got to make some repair with yourself first. Like, hey, Chelsea, that was not our best. But, like, you really tried. And, and uh, 
And you know what? We're going to get it. And I love you so much. And we're, it's okay to be sad. <laughs> this is really what I tell myself. It's okay to be sad. We're going to be sad for a little bit. But my worth is not up for discussion. And I can always going to make repairs with myself. And I will make repairs with that other person too. Okay, so you want to make some repairs with yourself. Give yourself a lot of self-love because being in any type of fight, whether you fought fair or not, is hard. <laughs> and it's uh, it can be soul-crushing. Next step, you might need to make repair with the other person, right? Like, hey, look, I know we still disagree, but I just want you to know, like, I love you and I care about you. And that's why I care about this. So I care. That's why I'm even willing to have this discussion with you is I do care about you and we're going to figure it out. Hey, look, I know you may be feeling like your needs haven't been met and, you know, me too, but I believe in us and I know we can resolve this. I know we can get through it. You may also need to make repair with anybody that might have been in earshot. Like, if you've got kids at home and maybe they heard or whatever, like, kids notice, right? So, repair with my kids might be like, hey, look, you might, you may have heard mommy and daddy talking. I just want you to know, like, we're, you're safe and, and it's okay. I'm, I'm so sorry if that scared you. (laughs) I'm so sorry if you felt a little frightened because of that. And just want you to know that you are safe and and it's all okay. And we love you so much. Um, Gosh, even if it's like (laughs) somebody that like, even if it's like my boss, right? Like I'm having a conversation with her and I'm like, look, you know what? I've been kind of going through some stuff. I'm so sorry. I'm kind of feeling emotionally drained. That's totally fine too if you need to, right? That's part of showing up as your most authentic self. And and you can make repair with anybody that's a, it's applicable to. <laughs> the most important thing, though, is I want you to make sure that you do take time to make repair for yourself. Um, sometimes I'll find myself having the thought of, like, shame and embarrassment and frustration that I messed up or I said that thing. And it's easy to kind of want to hide that or bury it or shove it down. And... And that is not the same as repairing it. Repairing it is like accepting that you did say that and you did behave that way and you love yourself anyway and you have value and worth anyway. That is just the most important thing. So, bear, brain, emotions, authenticity, and repair. These four things are so doable. And it's, I promise, it might just be a minor tweak. And you might have to build up to it if this is not a way that you currently practice. But if you can adopt these four things, your conflict, which by the way is inevitable, can feel more fair for both parties. It'll feel more fair for you, even if the other person isn't adopting these methods. Because throughout any type of conflict, You are loving yourself all the way and that feels so much better than the despise that we tend to have for ourselves and uh, lashing out because of that. So this is a way where you can fight fair. We're not avoiding conflict. We are facing it head on 
and uh, and we are embracing it, and we are teaching ourselves how to be fair in a fight, so we can improve our relationships and also improve our relationship with ourselves, which matters just as much. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next time. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Grow by Degree podcast. Hit that follow button to get all the updates and recent episodes And you can find me at the Grow by Degree podcast on Instagram. Have a good day.